Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of What Had Happened Was. I'm Maggie. And I'm Nico. So how have you been? I think it's been a while since we've had a podcast, but I think we had something that was going to be really interesting today that we wanted to talk about. Oh yeah, it's all birthed from like the uh, laziness of watching Netflix, but it's still good. Oh my god, I love Netflix so much. Oh, it's, it's so good. But anyway, so what I was wanting to talk about was the n- negative nature and culture of specifically younger people, but I feel like it evolved into everyone doing this as well. But I was watching a show called Dear White People on Netflix. Wait, I was just watching that. Oh, it's so good. Don't ruin it for me. I just started. Okay, I'm not I'm not going to ruin anything for you. Okay. Well, uh-huh. I'm going to be describing a brief scene that has nothing to do with the actual story. Okay, then that's fine. <laughs> Uh, basically, there was a scene in there where, you know, a bunch of the African-American characters, which are all the main ones, they're just going down their campus street or road <clears throat> late at night, and they're basically just talking a bunch of shit about all the white people on campus. That's the whole theme of the show is racism and that entire culture at a liberal arts campus. And they're just going along and they're just hating on everyone. And it's just a lot of negativity thrown at you all at once. And one of the characters who is actually from Africa kind of stops everyone mid-sentence and like exclaims that, like, why are they complaining so much? Why are they spending all their time complaining when they're just out? Like, they're all friends. There's no need to, you know, let this encompass their lives. And it's one of those things where like they were all announcing what they didn't like about, you know, lives or like just anything in general, everything that they didn't like that you know, they didn't actually know what they did like. And it got me thinking that this happens a lot. And you see a bunch of younger people, they're all bonding on these negative experiences and don't take the time to push that aside and focus on more productive ideas and things like that and just get to know each other in a more positive way as opposed to a negative way. Mm -hmm. You know, it's really interesting. I think in real life, people tend to bond much more over negative aspects of life versus on the internet or social media. On social media, it's very prevalent nowadays that people are more open about their feelings. But I think in the very beginning when social media was just starting, everyone was always 100% positive all the time. There was never any negativity. People would just say like, just do your best. You can definitely do it. If you put your mind to it, you will achieve any goal that you have. And Mm -hmm. it's only been really recently that people have started to open up and say like, okay, well, it's all great and all that we can have these kinds of mindsets, but I don't have this type of mindset 24 seven. And it's just really interesting to see that dichotomy between what happens with online stuff versus things in real life. And the real life being that people are more outright, I guess, negative but maybe a little bit more honest about their actual feelings than something that is highly curated and made for consumption on the internet. True, and you know, nowadays you see, especially with our political status at the moment, everyone is out there in in the streets, you know, in person, like at work, anywhere, being more outspoken about what they believe in, getting together, talking about a certain group of people that they don't like, or a single person, or maybe a coworker. Right now, you know, Trump's everywhere both genders are complaining about each other and you know different generations are complaining about the younger or the older and things like that there's a point where sure you can vent and you can be negative and it's you know it's a way to relieve all that stress but especially nowadays where it's everywhere i feel like there's a line where it's turning into more of an aggressive hate for everyone Mm -hmm. i mean and and that's just my my view of that because it just seems like everyone's hating everyone 
it, it makes no sense to me as to why that's happening, but it's just, where is that line from when it's okay to just regularly vent and when does that actually turn into hate and just like hate speech? Cause there's always that line between, you know, speech and then action. There's always that line, but like in this one, in this particular scenario, people can be really cruel sometimes and it's not okay. I think the point at which it turns from something that is like venting into aggressive hate is that venting, in my opinion, is much more passive. It's like, oh, something that has happened to me that I don't like, I'm going to say it out loud versus aggressive hate, which is like something that might not necessarily have been inflicted upon you, but you have like an active sort of opinion about it. Take, for example, Trump, since we already mentioned that before. You could say like, yeah, I don't really like what Trump is doing. That could be venting. But the way that that turns into aggressive hate is if you were to say something like, oh, I don't like the things that Trump is doing and you give yourself like an active role or like an active action to go along with that sort of comment. And I think that's where I see this line being drawn from venting into something that is much more aggressive and active. Okay, that's one of those things where they, especially now, you know, there's all of these things in the news about Trump and hate speech. And there's the one, I don't know if you've seen it, where the, I think it's in New York, where the Central Park play or something of like Julius Caesar. Oh, I think I've heard about that. But they depict Trump being assassinated, essentially. I think, mm -hmm. I think that's what happened. And a bunch of people were not okay with that. Obviously, there's like a whole different caliber of emotions and feelings that happen in a political sense like that, since it's such a public view. But that's just one thing, you know, some people say that that's okay, some people don't say it's okay. And at that point, since that's kind of at surface level for everything we see on TV, on the internet, and just anywhere digitally, where does that, I feel like it's bleeding into everyone's daily lives. At the same time though, it's something that is actually happening to us currently is that we have Trump as our president. And so if you're taking a place such as Julius Caesar and you're trying to make it more relevant to the present day audience, what you're going to try to do is relate the things that are happening to us with this older sort of play. It's like, okay, well, Julius Caesar was a dictator. Who do we see in real life that, you know, is sort of like that or could be like that? Okay, well, we can take Trump as a sort of figure that everyone knows because he's our president right now and then put him in that position. Julius Caesar was not written to display the type of leader that Trump is in real life. At the same time, it only highlights, I guess, the negative aspects of Trump. I'm not a Trump supporter or anything, but I do understand, yes, we are only taking the negative aspects of Trump and then putting him in this play. And that, again, is also venting slash turning into a little bit of an aggressive sort of stance on him. But so, but then, so something like that, like, okay, or not okay. Trump is a whole can of worms in of himself, just because it's Trump. And there's a lot of aggressive feelings on both sides. Politics is one thing, but if you f switch that out with, say, a coworker or some random person you just don't like, how is that okay? Because you are singling someone out from a more hateful side. Even things like this, this podcast that we're doing right now was birthed from some of those, not not necessarily strong ne negative emotions, but just like the stress of the daily things that to talk it out, we weren't 100% on board with and things like that. But on an individual level, is what we're doing wrong? Just by you know, talking about all of this, and I know we're not shitting on people, but we don't necessarily say these people are, are our best friends, or this is like a point of view that we 100% agree with. So there, I feel like there has to be some line into what's okay and what's not okay, regardless of the grander political sense or things like that.
I think that when people decide to vent about issues that they have in like their daily lives, it's not necessarily to only vent on it because you just want to be really negative about it. Sometimes people vent because it's like, okay, well, I have this issue in my life and I want to be able to fix it. So if I'm venting and I tell someone else about this, maybe they can help me solve my issue instead of me holding it in and then hopefully hoping that one day this issue goes away. Like you said before, originally when we thought about this, it was mostly because like, oh, okay, Maggie and Nick like to talk about things that are happening in their life. And then we like to be really analytical about how we decide what the next step should be if X event happens to us. What is the next logical step we should take? It does become really aggressive when you have to talk about these situations and singling out a specific person. And it's really easy to go from being really analytical about it, trying to solve the problem, to just only being really hateful. There's nothing productive coming from that conversation. But can you vent too much? Because us as people, we use friends, family, significant others or whatever to vent about frustrations, people, or literally anything that's just like irks us. Can we go along the lines of your coworker did something that made you mad or you were at the store and this cashier was rude to you? At that point, it's up to the individual person and the people that they're venting to. If you were to come to me and be like, Maggie, the cashier today at the QFC gave me a dirty look. I'd be like, Nick, really? Are you going to be bothered by this in five years? If not, then maybe you should just let it go. But if you're going to see this cashier for the next five years, once a week, because you buy your groceries there, then maybe, yeah, that's something you want to vent about and then find a solution for. But other things such as, oh my God, I stubbed my toe on the wall again. Oh man. All right, well, solution for that would probably be to turn on the light or to move your couch so that that doesn't happen. True, and then there's these isolated incidents with things like that. But especially nowadays, since it's become, I think you just mentioned it earlier before, where it's more okay to kind of let it all out. And it's one of those things where I notice a lot of people like to get together and kind of what, what I say is be assholes to other people. They'll like people watch and they'll basically have their own little mean conversation between each other mm-hmm. and talk shit about other people that are going by that they're not affecting you whatsoever. But how is that healthy for you? That sounds like a waste of time. A lot of people like to just people watch and either criticize or make fun of or comment, you know, sometimes positively, but a lot of times negatively as well. Where are you finding well. these people from? <laughs> like, well, what? no, but I mean, a, a lot of people like doing that and... You see it in like our pop culture today, like that happens a lot in like movies and TV where it's nothing but negativity. And I'm sure there's like the Hollywood drama aspect of it, but it seems to be bleeding in to real life a bit. And people just are a little bit way too comfortable with saying these mean things as if though that's socially acceptable to do all of that. Mm-hmm. But then again, it goes back to like our previous podcast. Am I supposed to be policing other people's behavior? I know for myself that I would never do that because one, it's a waste of time. And then two, that's mean, even though it should really be the other way around. But like, it's fine. Order doesn't matter in this situation. (laughs) It's just a waste of time and it's mean. But am I supposed to be the morality police going around and breaking up brunch groups because they're talking smack about these girls or these guys that are walking by their table? Who is supposed to set the positive example or to set the guideline to be like, hey, guys, you know, maybe we shouldn't be smack talking about uh, random strangers that we don't know. It's neither productive nor helpful at all. Who's supposed to be the one doing that? I mean, I feel like anyone can, anyone who has the ability to, I mean, you're not obligated to do anything. Mm -hmm. I know I'm not a 100% nice person. I would like to think I am and other people think that I am for some reason, but I know I'm not. 
I think you're nice. No, but nice but enough. yeah, but everyone falls in that line. There's always going to be a little bit of mean and bad in you that you can't really say that for sure you don't say something mean about someone else. But you're saying like that's obviously not okay. Who are you fighting these people? But like I know I'm sure I've said something terrible about someone never to their face, but not thinking about it just because I felt comfortable in that situation. And a lot of people do that just because you're with a friend, you feel comfortable, you're with your family, and you say you don't like so-and-so, or they were dressed ugly today, or they're, hey. they have a really bad attitude, or something like that, that just because there's a two degrees of separation that somehow it's all of a sudden okay to do it. And, you know, everyone just bonds over, you know, disliking people. I've seen this a lot on, like, Instagram and Facebook that... For some reason, it's among women, mm-hmm. and I don't know if that. Oh, well, I know for a fact it's not true. I'm not taking. I'm not taking offense to the no. fact that you said it's mostly women. From from what I see on Facebook, where you somehow identify with all of these memes and whatnot that say, "Oh, this random stranger dislikes the same person I do. I know we're going to be friends," or they don't like A, B, oh, and C. I hate those. Yeah, but that happens a lot. It's like a similarity of negative negativity. Yeah, a similarity of of negativity that spreads even more. And a lot of the times it's those things that kind of evolve into more negative or not. But when was the last time that you bonded over something with your friend that wasn't negativity? Do you know your best friends, like favorite movie, color, book, band, anything aside from just basic problems that's going on in their lives? Because it's one thing to be able to... It's one thing to be able to uh, say that you bonded over something, but I feel like the relationships and everything nowadays are becoming more based off of that and a little bit more shallow in that regard, as opposed to really getting to know the other person, the other person in a positive light instead of everyone else in a negative light. Here, here, I will give you a prime example. Okay. By all means. So I went to go visit my two really good friends from college at the beginning of last month. I hadn't seen them and my birthday was not that long prior to when I'd gone to visit them. But they got me this book and they know that I love to read, number one. And then number two, they know that I like to say things like, oh, if you're early on time, if you're on time, you're late. Um, No one plans to fail, they fail to plan, like stuff like that. So, and they also know that like, yeah, I know. (laughs) You're full of anecdotes and things like that. I'm full of anecdotes. But anyway, they got me this book. Actually, I have it on my table right now because I look at it every day. But every single day of the year, they have a little cartoon with a very inspirational quote or saying. Actually, let me read you today's. Um, I think it's really relevant to podcasts, actually. Let's see. It says, love is the only thing we can carry with us when we go. And it makes the end so easy. So I probably would have seen this book and thought, wow, this is a cool book. And the fact that these people that are my friends also knew that. So it it just attests to the fact that like, yes, like you can have friends that understand you and know more about you than just your stresses or your everyday problems. Of course, we still talk about issues they have at work or with their life or, you know, with their loved ones, like stuff like that, because that's what friends are for. They're supposed to help you figure out the issues you have in your life. But it's not all about that. It's not all about let me go home to Bay and then he only talks about the problems he has and never asks me about me or doing something that interests us. It's never about that. It's maybe making it maybe, I guess, 70, 30, 70% 
really understanding the other person and then 30% helping them with whatever issues they have or just venting or just being there for moral support. True. And you're given like a 70-30 split, but I feel like, and I'm just like ex- loosely extrapolating. I feel like that 30% number of figuring out or helping people with their problems and things like that, I feel like that's higher than it's been in the past. Maybe before it was like an 80-20 or 90-10 or something like that. And I'm sure part of it has to do, or actually I'm not sure, I don't know why I said that, but maybe it's from life being more complicated and people needing to do things faster and just how society and everything speeds up. I don't know. But I feel there's a lot more negativity around us than there was before, and it's becoming normalized for not only one, the entire like world and society in general, but as well as interpersonal relationships. I think it has a lot to do with technology and the interconnectedness that we all have nowadays. Before, you didn't have a smartphone on hand to immediately text your friend that you're having a bad day. You would go about your day, and then when you would get home, you'd be like, all right, still feeling bad about today. Let me call up so-and-so on my landline, and then we'll talk about it. Or conversely, maybe you went about your day, and then by the time you got home, you're like, hmm, had a weird thing happen to me today, but you know, whatever, I'm just going to let it roll off my shoulder. It's cool. It's nothing that I need to spend extra time or effort to think about. And so I think that right now, because we have this instant connection with people through technology, it makes it easier Mm -hmm. for us, one, connect with people and get to know them better, but then at the same time, also vent to them about our issues because it's so convenient. You could immediately text someone, oh my God, I'm having the worst day ever. Or you could just Snapchat someone, oh great, it's raining right now and I don't have my umbrella. I mean, but okay, well then if we're more readily able to have those conversations, that's still letting the negativity come up a little bit more. Yeah, because it's also an impulse control thing. People like to talk about themselves a lot and it's easier to remember the bad things that happened to you instead of just the positive things. Most people have to really think about the good things that happened to them just because they don't stick around uh, for very long unless it was something that was extremely positive. That's a very good point. Yeah, you don't go around thinking, great, I went to Starbucks today and the tall iced coffee I got was the right amount of coffee. I didn't get a ton of ice in it. That's awesome. You would get your drink. Cool. It was made correctly. Awesome. Gonna go through my day. And you're, you're very right about that. You don't take time to think about all the good things that happen or things that happen correctly. I guess, if that's the correct way of saying that. But if things don't go right, take for example today, I accidentally missed an appointment. Now I have to wait a full week to go back. Oh man. So I was really upset. Are you kidding me? This was supposed to be a two minute thing and now I have to wait a week for this to happen. So it's very strong in my mind. But if I were to think about all the positive things that happened today, let's see, I walked to work today and it didn't rain. What else? I didn't get run over when I was jaywalking. That's another positive thing. That's also very positive. Glad for that. My plant that I call Little Maverick, its full name is Maverick Star on its little little plant card. Little Maverick, it's doing really well. So that's another positive thing. But it really took me some time to think about those three positive things versus the one negative thing that came up very quickly. All right. I will completely agree with you. That's something I hadn't thought of before. And I know that's all psychological. But I feel like all this constant focus on bad things that happen or the negativity, that can't be good for us. No. Mentally, physically, health-wise, because I know stress and negative emotions and everything can just affect you significantly. I feel like this is not secret knowledge. I feel a lot of people know it, but they're still okay with normalizing all of these negative conversations. I think we talked about this earlier, but if you encounter someone who's extremely happy, extremely positive, 
you would go up to them and be like, are you okay? Are you really okay? Versus someone who's extremely negative, you might be like, oh, okay, I guess they're not having the best day, but you would normalize it to be like, okay, that's fine. Maybe I'll leave them alone for a little bit. Isn't that weird? It's so weird. And that's one of those things I don't get why that's happening. Especially if we're trying to be more accepting of everyone, at least specifically now. You love everyone, be more accepting, you're trying to be friendly, but you can see the change is not going in that direction, contrary to what people are saying. Especially because these are two extreme emotions, extreme positivity and extreme negativity, and one is normalized and the other is not. Yeah. And the one that is normalized is the negative one. Yeah, and maybe just because people are not comfortable feeling content. Or, or showing that they're content. Yeah, or showing that they're content. Because I know you made a, a good point there about you know, these emotions are on the complete opposite ends of the spectrum. People may feel that they have to be on one end of the scale in order to validate that emotion. Maybe say, like, it's okay to feel this way. Instead mm-hmm. of just, sometimes you don't really know, or you're just kind of in a mood, is the way I like to put it. You're not necessarily happy, or you're not sad, you're not negative or positive. It's just, you're feeling kind of off. But people don't like that. At least I think they immediately jump to, okay, this is the worst thing ever, or this is the best thing ever, and that's it. Do you think it might also have something to do with the way that other people react to these two extremes? If you were to feel really, really upset one day, you would get a lot of positive interaction from your peers or the people that know you versus Mm -hmm. being really positive and happy. You might get equal, hopefully, but then other people would just be lukewarm. So in terms of, I guess, the feelings that you would get from the people that surround you, there is a bump in positive emotion when you exhibit these negative feelings. And then that would just make us selfish because then we're just seeking validation from everyone else. And the self-affirmation that we're great people. No, no, no. Don't feel bad about yourself. I think you're awesome. What? Why would you feel that way? Like stuff like that. Which I also have a small disagreement with in terms of that self-affirmation of positive. Because sometimes things just aren't positive. Sometimes you did make a bad decision. (laughs) Sometimes you were an asshole. As a friend, I'd be like, yeah, I guess that did happen to you. That's too bad. Yep. Sometimes you, you you really just have to. Yeah, and it's one of those things where if you don't get that validation from someone else, it makes it even worse. And then you end up like acting out aggressively or you just follow this path deeper and deeper until you finally get that validation, but sometimes it doesn't happen. You act out aggressively, yell at someone, or what happens a lot, people just go to a bar and they drink to, you know, quote unquote, blow off steam, something like that. But if everyone's doing that all the time and using that as their only go-to... That's not good. Yeah, and everyone does that instead of really addressing the problems that they have. Yeah, and and a lot of the times it happens with younger people. I feel like that's not a good pattern to follow. We are more interconnected now than we have ever been before in terms of letting other people know our feelings. But we ourselves don't want to feel our feelings. No, we don't. We don't want to feel them. It makes no sense. You would assume that I have all these people at my disposal through my phone, through my messaging apps to tell them how I feel and then we can work together and I can come to the root of my issue. But instead, I'm just going to tell them how I feel. Like I'm feeling terrible today and then I'm going to go out and not fix the issue at all. I'm just going to drink. Exactly. Instead of reaching out to someone like you should do. Or at least just sitting down and thinking, like, why am I upset today? Asking yourself the question of why. Why do I feel the way that I feel? True. Like you said before, no one likes to delve into their own emotions and feel what they're feeling. But on the opposite effect, no one touches base with anyone close to them to see how they're doing. I know like you and I, like that's how this podcast came to be. We would 
call each other or whatever and talk about stuff. But mm-hmm. I've slowly begun to realize that that's not a normal thing. Yeah. That it, should be a normal it thing. It should, though, you know? and I agree. But I feel like a lot of people just don't want to or they don't feel comfortable to, even though they're their friends, their best friends. It makes no sense. What is this turning us into if we only focus on our own negative emotions and don't reach out to others in any positive manner? I know I reach out to some of my friends and I'll text them, I'll call them sometimes if they have the time. Or like a big thing that I do since a lot of my friends aren't local right now because of school, play video games with them and we get a good three hours of catching up and just joking around and everything like that to make sure like we're all doing all right. But I feel like a lot more people should do that. I've told people how often I check in with friends and hang out with them even if it's not doing something grand but just like having dinner with a friend or getting drinks or... I mean, drink, drinks kind of goes against what I said before. <laughs> okay, drinking not to suppress the feelings. Drinking to just chat. Yeah. That's a venue. That's all. Exactly. But I feel like no one does that anymore. And it's, if you're not readily in your life 24-7, it's the out of sight, out of mind me- mm-hmm. mentality that overtakes everything in your life. If you don't see your friends all the time, therefore you have no friends. That's rough. It is rough. But I feel like... Everyone nowadays has the mentality of becoming pickier and choosier with their friends. I want to say that from my own perspective, I think I was less picky about my friend circle when I was in college and there was a lot of people around and it was just, oh, this is the time to make as many friends as possible. But now that I'm a working adult and I only have a certain number of hours in a day, the only people I really keep in contact with are the people that I actually care about, the people that I've made connections with and I know are going to be my friends because we have like a shared common interest and because I find them a really positive influence in my life. One, we can talk about things that are bothering me, but we can also talk about really good things that are happening in my life too and with them as well. I think people just need more friends like that. Not necessarily, okay, I can only have five friends ever in my life, but to just be a little bit more mindful about the people you introduce in your life. That's yeah, all. yeah, mindful yes is something that I agree with. Selective, eh, I might agree with. Because I know like, I'm still trying to make as many friends as possible because why not? I'd rather have more yeah. more bridges than enemies. I feel it. And even, even if I don't you know, hang out with them all the time, it's still better to have a positive relationship on that aspect than just saying, oh, I don't need any more friends. I don't have enough time in my day to talk to them. So therefore, I'm not going to even engage in this conversation. Okay. I mean, like, it's not like I'm actively shunning people that given the nature of like how I like how my life is right now, I'm not seeing a whole bunch of new people all the time, like the way that I was back in college. But I feel like a lot of people in their act of being pickier and being choosier shut people out and therefore turn it into a negative thing instead of accepting that it is what it is when it comes to time, which which is what people like you and I do. It's just matter of fact, you only have a certain amount of hours in the day and you can only dedicate so much time to person A, person B, or anyone else. And we understand that, but I feel like it's just, people just don't care about anyone anymore. No, we should care though. Yeah, we should, but a lot of people don't. Or they don't want to put in the effort to have that connection with someone else. And sometimes if you want to have like real stable friendship, it takes a lot of effort. But even in just saying hi and being friendly to someone, somehow the people just want to be void of that and don't want to have to care. That's just manners though. But not everyone was raised the same way. But one thing I've noticed, okay, this is one thing I noticed in my freshman year of college. So being here from Seattle, everyone's a little bit friendlier. When you're here, you just kind of acknowledge everything. And one thing I noticed was that you see someone that you don't know 
you kind of, you give them a nice little smile and maybe like a little head acknowledgement that, okay, I see you, that's it. Just smile, you don't have to talk or anything. And then I moved to New York. Mm-hmm. Upstate New York, those people don't smile at all. Wait, 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 wait. That's so true because I was home in Seattle for the week for my little sister's graduation. I was running through the park because it was really hot in Chicago and I wasn't able to do that for a little while. And so I was doing it in Seattle because the weather was nice. And every single person I passed, whether they were like a dog walker or a bicyclist, they would acknowledge my presence. Right? They'd like wave at me or say good morning. It was just different. Yeah, it really is hard to explain what that feeling, what the action is, because it just kind of happens. I know I do it and I just don't think about it. So I can't sit down and analyze what I do or what I expect from other people because it's just reflex. Yeah. It's just something that just happens. Exactly. It's just something normal that happens. But like people over there in New York, I don't think they care about. Actually, you know what? I had this conversation with my Uber driver when he was driving me to the airport. He was like, you know what? People in Seattle, they're nicer to your face, but they will never follow up if they don't actually care about you. They'll, they'll tell you like, oh, we should go hiking sometime. And then you never go hiking. But people in the Midwest, if they tell you something, like, yeah, we're going to go hiking, then you actually go hiking. If they're like, you should come over for dinner, you actually go over for dinner. It's not like an empty promise versus something we do in Seattle. Yeah, because the entire Northwest is extremely passive aggressive. Ain't it the truth? We are never aggressive aggressive ever, but we're extremely passive aggressive and petty like half the time. And we need to get better at that. I know I'm extremely petty half the time. My home. Gosh. Man, the passive aggressiveness that I see in the streets when I'm driving, people will like try to take turns at the four-way stop. Dude, you don't need to take turns at the four-way stop. You know who was here first. That person should go. Yeah, right? Okay, don't be polite. You're messing up the order of the traffic. <laughs> oh, man. And I remember I used to be more and more passive-aggressive. I still am, and I know I am, and I'm trying to get better. But mm-hmm. sometimes the, the way I get my aggression out is while driving. I hate driving so much. But I know if someone cuts me off when they're not supposed to... I oh, have, you would I'll, hate it in Chicago, then. I yell so much in my car. I'm the epitome of road rage when my windows are up and closed. <laughs> when my windows are up and closed. Yeah, I've, I've flipped many a person off and everything. And I know sometimes I under am that asshole wheel when they can't on see. accident. Yeah, under the steering wheel when they can't see. No, forget that. I or will blatantly... Like, yeah, exactly. I'll, I'll, put, I'll put my hand up directly to the window and let them Dang. know how much I dislike them. But I feel like there's also a good balance of being passive aggressive and knowing when to keep those emotions in and a good balance of when you, you know, when it's a little bit healthier. But yeah, maybe that's something we want to talk about next time. People not caring. No one cares anymore. And it's stupid. And it's it's closely related to what we've been talking about this entire time. But it's not the same thing. There's a whole Pandora's box of stuff that just people don't care. And it makes me so angry. That's something we should definitely explore then for the next pod. Okay. Oh, we will. We will. Okay. Well, thank you again for listening to what had happened was if you liked our podcast, please subscribe to SoundCloud or wherever you found our podcast. iTunes is coming soon. iTunes is coming soon. Um, Also, we have a Twitter and for any suggestions for podcast episodes, please email us at bwhhwpod at gmail.com. Or just comment on any Instagram or Facebook post that we put. We're going to be following those anyways as well. We would totally appreciate that. Yes, we would. It gives us more things to talk about that expands on whatever you want to talk about. Because we're here for you guys. Exactly. Well, we'll see you again next time. All right. Bye, guys. Bye.